What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show here. Give you that Knicks talk, just the Nick of Time. And it's time to talk about this Knicks versus Thunder game with Julius Randle out with COVID protocol. It was a chance for these young Knicks, these young Lions to prove to see if they can carry the torch and extend their winning streak from three to four. But uh, they fell short to the Thunder, 95 to 80. Led by R.J. Barrett, who gives you 26 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals on the night. But not much else from anybody else on the scoring end. Emmanuel quickly gives you 11 points. Alec Burks gives you 9 points. And the Knicks cannot defend the 3-point line or hit shots to save their lights to pull this win out. Now that leads to the question. Is Julius Randle more needed than we actually think? Or the Knicks have this game and just need a few more games under their belt to prove that we can pull out wins after today. We're going to talk about it. We're going to break this game down. And but before we do, you already know what it is. I'm going to break. I'm going to introduce my guy, the man, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. Tough game tonight for the Knicks. But um, we're going to get into the stats right quick. Yes, um, sir. So, as you know, the Knicks lost tonight, 95-80 to to the Thunder. Barrett led the way, 26 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, like Jay said. Quickly, 11 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist. And those are the only two players in double figures. Everybody else was in single digits. And here are the Knicks shooting numbers for the night. The Knicks were 30 of 81 from the field, 37% from three-point range, 8 of 41, 19.5%. Now, Compare that to the Thunder. The Thunder shot 41.4% from the field, 36 of 87, and they shot 18 of 43 from three points, 41.9. And the Thunder are the worst shooting three-point team in the NBA. Bruh. Yeah. Tough, some tough stats, some tough stats from the from these Knicks and these Thunder, man. Um, but bef- I'm going to break down the game. But before we get into the breakdown of the game, I'm going to start off with the positives. And if there was any positives tonight, Ryan, it was R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett stepped up. The Thunder don't really have, uh, you know, any kind of guys in the middle. All season long, R.J. Barrett hasn't really been able to finish amongst the trees. Uh, he started off the season, like, in the high 72 percentile. Uh, I mean, she finished at the run at like 72 percent and then quickly fell and to be one of the worst finishers in the league. But tonight... He had none of it. He went to the hole repeatedly, ended up hitting 50% from field goal percentage on 26%, and a lot of it had to do with his general penetration and his pick and roll with Mitch Robinson. Um, what did you see from R.J. Barrett tonight, Ryan? And do you feel like this is a start of something new, or can this be prolonged and, and, and brought into other games after this game versus the OKC, Th- OKC Thunder? Well, I'll say this. R.J. Barrett was one of the few bright spots for the Knicks tonight because when the three-point shots were not falling for the Knicks, it, it seems like R.J. Barrett was the only guy that had it in his mind that, you know what, my threes are not falling. 
Let me attack the paint, especially with the Thunder, because the Thunder does not have a legit shot blocker in the middle. So RJ Barrett knew that, okay, my shot's not falling. Let me drive into the paint. And when he was able to drive into the paint, he either finished at the rim or or he created opportun- other opportunities for Mitch to finish at the rim because he pulled the defense. Mm-hmm. Or on a couple of plays as well, when he drove to the um, rim, he was able to find open three-point shooters as well off the drive. So RJ Barrett, had, RJ Barrett had the right idea tonight just for off the simple fact that when your shot's not falling, you attack the paint. Because when you attack the paint, especially with a small team like the Thunders, either they're going to converge in the paint and they can pass out to open shooters or it's going to be an easy finish out the rim because they have no shot blockers. So RJ Barrett definitely um, played smart tonight. And can it, carry, can it carry over to when the other guys come back? It should. Because I mean, RJ Barrett is showing that you know he can't finish at the rim, right? And that and that he can't play make as he's going to the rim, and he's and he's definitely shown that the pick and roll with Mitch definitely does work. It's just a matter of when the other guys come back, how often are they are they going to run those type of plays for RJ Barrett to you know to actually capitalize on those opportunities? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm, it was a welcome sight that he can finish at the rim. Um, can it continue? That depends on the coach. That depends on the coach. We actually said the game before that we would like to see RJ Barrett get more touches, and now it's his time, and he's proving that he can finish. Um, the passing, though, the passing. I, I mean, listen, people got open shots, and that's all you can ask for. He didn't really show the high level pass I'm used to seeing from him, but he he scored. He did what his team needed needed him to do. So I'm not even going to comment on his passing that um that much today. Uh, but all in all, I'm, I like what I saw from Barrett. He finished left hand. He finished right hand. Um, the three point shot was still something to be desired. Uh, if, if I'm looking at the three point shooting stats from RJ, uh, let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, I believe he was like one of eight or something like that. Yes, one from one to eight, thirty six percent from the field. But like you said, leading scorer, twenty six points, um, four turnovers. But I mean, what else can you do when you're the only guy um, doing anything? But um. The offense in general, Ryan, um, I know people are saying I blame the coach for the offense. I normally probably would, but there's so many moving pieces right now. I'm not sure if I can totally blame Fibs, Tibbs for this. Right? You have Obi Toppin, right? This is the big reveal. We really want to see Obi Toppin here. Um, Obi Toppin on the night, if you're looking at uh, – Stats Obi Toppin on the night. I think he had five points. Let's yeah, see. five points on one of four shooting. Five points on one of four shooting in 27 minutes. Obi Toppin, he didn't, you know, play 27 minutes. You would think it would have more scoring opportunities than just four shots on the night. But this is kind of one of those things that's weird when you separate the dynamic duo. Which is Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quickly. I've we seen the Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quickly lob every single game this season, and right now we didn't really get to see that. Um, shoot, like even if you're looking at um the on, let's see, let me see, I got, I got, I got some stats to pull up. Not the, not uh. Do I have the stat? Okay, well the plus, there's a plus minus stats. Obi Toppin and and and. Emmanuel quickly actually have the highest plus minus on a team. Um, I saw some, something absurd like quickly has 155 on the plus plus minus, and then Obi Toppin is under behind them. And then 
on the other side of that ball is Julius Randle, who has the worst plus minus on the team, <laughs> <laughs> which is interesting to talk about. But um, I feel like Obi had some nice moments in that first quarter. Um, he had some nice dribble drives and pass offs. Um, he made some 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 not yeah some not and that's to pass off defensively he was solid. Um, I feel like he was rebounding well in the first quarter or so. He ends he ends he ends uh, the game with seven rebounds on the night. But it just seems like we need a little bit more on the offensive end and it's actually even a little more rebounding in general because we were out rebounded by the Thunder who doesn't really have a a, a pure center. Uh, I think by five. I know you have the numbers, right, Ryan? Yeah, I do have numbers. Let me see. Knicks rebounds, 48. Thunder rebounds is, let me see. Actually, it was actually pretty close. 48-49. They only out-rebounded us by one. They out-rebounded us by one? That, yeah. That doesn't seem right. But even so, with Mitchell Robinson out there, who's seven feet tall, the tallest thing out there, I don't think that we should be out rebounded or even have it be close. Okay, I'm I'm looking at the numbers, Ryan. It's saying fifty nine to fifty five. Yeah, I don't know why because I'm on NBA.com. When I look at team comparison, it says Knicks out rebounded them by four fifty nine fifty five. But when I look at team, it says forty nine forty eight. Unless I'm looking at defensive rebounds, but even then, it looked like it those those are the total rebound stats. So. I got you. I guess I, I guess it's fifty nine fifty five then. <laughs> right. So I I mean this is one of those things like the pros and cons of having Julius Randle. Right. As bad as the shooter, he has the turnovers. Yes, but with Randle's playing, he's probably with the best rebounder on our team. Um, yeah. Definitely hurt. It might it might hurt us um, in this little game stretch when it comes to the boards out rebounded by the OKC Thunder. But um, I'm hoping moving forward we can find more ways to involve Ob into the offense. He's kind of been relegated to kind of like a, a spot three. Wow point shooter slash cutter and didn't really get that much touches but you know this is this is it is what it is when you have a whole new offense and new players in that first unit you know yeah um in the first quarter i feel like they there was more in the first quarter the knicks attacked the paint more and they were and they, i think it was better ball movement in the first quarter as well like i didn't i had no issue with the knicks offense to start the game Right. Because you had guys cut into the rim. Because I think even though Fournier had a terrible game, I've seen Fournier cut to the rim, mm-hmm. a, you know, a few times in the first quarter and they were passing the ball around. I think that's how I, I think that's how Obi was involved because people were attacking the paint. Right. And then, of course, then, you know, of course, from that, you get opportunities because, you know, the Thunder, you know, they're small in the paint. So they're more likely going to converge. And then you have, you know, guys who are open and then you pass the ball around, and you get the open shot. Right. Even I Mitch got some think, too. Even Mitch got a yeah. couple of easy lobs at the beginning too. I'm sorry. Continue, Ryan. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. So, in the first quarter, with the lineup the Knicks had today, the only way they're gonna win is if they played like that in the first quarter. But what happens is, as the game went on, I feel like the Knicks got a bit too three point happy. Some of the threes, I agree, they were good threes. They just didn't hit the shots. But I also feel like the Knicks settled a lot too on the perimeter with a lot of three-point shots as well. And when the three is not falling for you, you have to try and find different ways to attack the paint. And I feel like that's where the Knicks offense really stalled because when you're selling for threes, you're not involving guys like Toppin, Mitch Robinson, et cetera, when they have a legit advantage in the paint against a smaller Thunder team. So I think that was one of the issues as to why the Knicks offense couldn't cook today. Right, and they were daring us to shoot them too because they was packing the paint 
for real. Even though some of those finishes RJ had, they were over like two or three people. So it's like yeah. it, it was one of those things. It's like at the end of the day, you gotta be. You have to take the over ones, but you, I also feel like you're right too because even Emmanuel quickly right had 11 points on the night, uh, four or 12 from the field, one or seven from three. He was starting to have success when he was getting his little mid range game on. He had like actually set. He actually shot a set shot from the mid range. <laughs> it's like I think it's like the fourth of the season, right? <laughs> and he shot like a little a uh, floater too. So uh, I think that the in between game is something for quickly that he probably should have went to a lot more. Um, yeah. But also like the role changes, I feel like the young guys haven't really got into the mindset to be as aggressive or as on both sides of the ball as they were when um you know when they weren't starting or when they were trying to make a point you know what i mean because uh mcbride mcbride gets to start today mcbride gets to start today go over kemba walker so kemba walker uh tweaked his ankle during um during practice kemba i mean mcbride um defensively mcbride is mcbride yeah <laughs> mcbride is mcbride but defensively also he he had to you know he he's guarding SGA who's having an amazing year. He almost looks like the way he's playing right now. He looks kind of kawaii-ish the way he's playing right now, like the way he's doing the, the slow motion euro step, getting to your body, um, finishing instead of, instead of finishing the mid range, he's kind of finishing at the rim. Kind of a height advantage when it comes to McBride, but um, I I do feel like you know. Him trying to find his new role with the starting unit. He wasn't as aggressive as he was with the second unit when it came to shooting. And maybe, I don't know, maybe in in general, separating that second unit, I feel like some of them kind of lost their edge a little bit. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, um, it's always different when, you know, you're usually coming off the bench and you're pushed into a starting role. It's always different because I feel like when you're coming off the bench, you don't really have to reserve your energy as much because you know that you're not playing, you know, 30 minutes or so in a game. You know, you're going to play like maybe 15 to 20 minutes. So you're more likely to go all out. Right. And just play with energy, you know, throughout, you know, your minutes because, you know, you come off the bench, you know, you're there to provide energy. But when you're a starter and knowing that you have to pay, play 30 to 35 minutes, you have to kind of pace yourself throughout the game. And I don't think guys like OB, McBride, especially being their first starts. I don't think they know how to pace themselves yet throughout mm-hmm. a game. And, you know, being in a new role is going to be tough. So that could be partially as to why – that could be part of the reason as to why they didn't perform well tonight. But also just touch on Shea Gilders-Alexander. Gilders, um, I would say that McBride's defense was a win on him tonight because if you look at Shea Gilders-Alexander's stats, Mm-hmm. He had 23 points off of 24 field goal attempts, and I feel like whenever a player has more field goal attempts than points, that's a win right there. Absolutely. 37% from the field from Shea Kildish Alexander. I feel like they started to figure him out later in the second half a little bit more. Um, but the thing is, once we started figuring him out, that's when the teammates got started to get involved, and he started doing the penetration and kick, which was uh, – Kind of why we lost the three-point battle, and they got so many three open threes on the night. Worst three-point shooting team in the league hits a ridiculous, ridiculous amounts of threes. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, I think you're right too. I think it, it, it was a combination of things. I feel like separating our bench and 
finding a new fluidity with that second unit hurt us because you know our bench usually outscores other benches not so so much tonight um missing key free throws obi toppin who's been shooting free throws really good all season for most of the season anyway shot three or six 50 percent rj barrett five of nine 55 percent mitchell robinson one of two um those are free points and of course hitting our open threes also hit us hurt us all night um but yeah man next game up though we got the raptors up hopefully it's just a less deer in headlights situation i know rj will be up for this raptors game and i'm hoping that we actually tweak some things with the offense you know um and uh, actually and hit some shots too hitting hitting a couple of shots can change a lot here yeah man i mean watching this game tonight it might be hard for some Knicks fans to admit, but Kemba was definitely missed tonight at the point guard spot. And I feel like even though we've been hard on Randall, when Randall's at his best, Randall would have definitely helped tonight with the way the Knicks were playing. So maybe we shouldn't jump on the whole get rid of Randall yet bandwagon or replace Kemba bandwagon as of yet, especially knowing that these young guys, it's not, they're not going to play consistent every game. Um, of course, we would love and hope that they would. But the fact of the matter is, tonight proves it. They're not. And even though we would love for them to get extra playing time, maybe if the Knicks are, especially if the Knicks are looking forward to winning games, guys like Kemba and Randall may be more important than we thought they were. I mean, it's one of those things, okay, it's a one-game sample size, right? Yeah, one so game. So it's one game. You're gonna see how they how they uh, react to the next game. You don't want to overreact or, or underreact. They're still young guys. They can definitely turn it around. Um, but I do feel like I feel like I do feel like they kind of were when everybody's shooting bad at the same time. You you figure like it's a headspace thing at that point. Um, and like you said, Randall has not been good this year. You're looking at the stats and stuff here. Down. 41% to 33% from three, down 43% from three, 35%, and the turnovers are also down as well, averaging more turnovers this season. But uh, what he does give us sometimes is the rebounding, and like you said, the paint touches. So something that McBride doesn't really do is he doesn't have that little blow-by speed as of yet. He's kind of been like a 3 and D point guard. Um, and he could also, and uh, so I feel like his effectiveness wasn't, as strong because he wasn't hitting his, his three-point shots. And also, I feel like he didn't really get a, ch uh, a chance to actually run any pick and roll as well. So, I mean, that might have kind of litigated his effectiveness, effectiveness as well. So maybe even the next game, as good as R.J. Barrett has been, maybe we try to uh, divvy up the pick and roll situations between McBride, R.J., and maybe even... I mean, Fournier was horrible today, but he had a bad ankle, so I'm not going to even... Uh, harp on that too much <laughs> yeah and of course i'm speaking as a you know devil's advocate because you know you would think that looking at tonight's game you know people would be like yeah maybe we do need kemba maybe we do need Randall, but we like you said it's just one game we need to see more of a sample size mm -hmm. of the knicks playing without those guys to see if they can really run with the young guys or if kemba and randall are really needed <laughs> right right Exactly. But, you know, all the Knicks just need to make shots, man. Knicks defense did pretty well, even though the three-point barrage was a little bit ridiculous. We still, at the end of the day, we held them to 95 points, which is like another fourth game in a row. We hold the team to under 100 points. Um, so that's something to be said. All right.
first caller up i see we have a caller coming up uh we got jason from the lower east side what's going on jason what's up fellas how's it going all right man uh, okay considering okay considering <laughs> happy new year guys yeah happy new year man <laughs> um i think you guys are over analyzing the game a little too much mm -hmm. i think they just didn't hit shots and i think a lot of them were good shots and they just they couldn't hit anything all of them i mean that's I don't know if that's the worst shooting performance, but it's got to be one of the worst shooting performances, and it was every single player. And that's, like, a lot of – some people are like, well, they should have drove more. These guys are shooters. Like, those, that's what they do. McBride, Grimes, Fournier, IQ, Burks, they're shooters. They're comfortable shooting threes. Mm -hmm. They just couldn't hit anything. Like, I don't even think the defense was that bad. The other team, they were hot, and guys were hot that haven't even been hot this year. Like, Ty Jerome – I like Ty Jerome. He was good in college. He hasn't been good in the NBA. He was hitting all these threes. Right. Like, it happens. I mean, it sucks. I was pissed, you know, but I don't I don't think it was like – I don't think the Knicks played terrible. Like, some people are criticizing Tibbs, and I'm like, I don't see it. I just think they just couldn't hit anything. I mean, nobody was got it going. And then in the second half, RJ gets it going, and there were some plays where, like, he would drive and he wouldn't kick the ball out. But it's like, can you blame him? They keep missing. Yeah. I – yeah, I agree. I, especially the first half, I feel like we missed a, a lot of open shots. For real, I'll, like I said earlier, I'm not, I'm not putting. I'm not going to say I blame Tibbs, because like you put in a situation where you have starters out and you have McBride starting with Obi, who's never started before in his life, and you just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what happens. So I don't really blame Tibbs as well. Uh, we, we definitely need just to hit shots. I agree with you there. Um, the and that's that's pretty much the basis of it. Is there small things that we could have did differently? Probably. Was there really time to implement that um, with the short amount of time we had to prepare with Randall coming out and Obi starting and only one day to you know get these guys on the same page? Probably not that much time to prepare and put together a game plan to even talk about to even do the stuff we're even guesstimating to do. So it is at this point. Um, yeah, next. Hopefully, we, if we shoot better, maybe we look a whole lot better versus the Raptors. Yeah, the yeah, free throw shooting is all my fault. Um, now we just yeah, the free, throw, the free throw shooting and the three point shooting definitely killed the Knicks tonight. Like that, that was definitely the main cause as to why they lost. Absolutely. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, and then like, I mean, a lot of people were like, they're making like these crazy statements about RJ based off of just one game. This is one game. Right. Let's see if RJ plays good the next two because he's been trashed this year. And I've been arguing with Knicks fans left and right because they can't accept that. And I'm I'm a RJ Barrett fan, but let's be real, he sucked this year. And a lot of fans, they can't accept that he's been bad because, you know, they love him, and I don't know. But he was great tonight. Mm -hmm. I hope he's going to be good the next game. And stop blaming Tibbs and everyone else for RJ being bricking layups. Because he hasn't <laughs> been able to hit a layup the whole year. Today he hit his layup. You noticed yeah. that, right? It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like... I mean, you telling me it's Randall's fault that he can't make a layup? Like, come on, I don't get it. Like, let's just hope he plays well. But I don't, I don't want to take make a lot of people making sweeping statements that oh, we need to run the offense always through RJ. This, 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 and this. Let's see him play well for more than one game, and and then I will agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree, man. You need more than the sample size. You can't over underreact to, to games like this. Uh, I think. One thing you can say though, and I and I've said this before about RJ, about Evan, about Randall, is I do feel like 
some of these guys need the ball in their hand more to feel comfortable. So when they say it's not to say it's not Randall's fault, but it, it feels like when you have a bunch of guys who need the ball in their hand to be comfortable, it it makes it makes it imperative that the offense moves um from side to side and the, and there's more ball movement so guys can get in rhythm to actually score and do the things that we can see them do. So that's the only thing I can yeah, really I mean, take I, away from I, that. I, yeah. Like if you're gonna if you wanna win a, if you wanna be a great player, you wanna win a championship, you gotta get over that. Because if you play with Kawhi Leonard, you ain't gonna have the ball. If you play with LeBron James, you ain't gonna have the ball. You play with any of the best players in the NBA, you're not gonna have the ball. So they have to learn how to not be dominant, ball dominant all the time. And I feel like that's just the case with all these players, because none of them are gonna be like the best player on like on a great team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that I mean that's, uh, that's all I got, man. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year, man. Actually, shout out to my guy. Thank you for calling in. And also, shout out to Harlem9000, who gives you a nine, gives us a 9.99 super chat. It says, you can't run Obi with a center who can't shoot. Trade Mitch for Miles Turner and watch how things open up for guards and Obi. Woo! He's with the trade. He's with the trade Mitch train. Trade oh, Mitch man. Train. I, mean, I mean, the way I've been reading comments about Mitch and how fans saying that Mitch still out of shape and this and that. I wouldn't be surprised if, if many more Knicks fans are feeling the same right now <laughs> based yes. on the comments I've been seeing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mitch. Oh, man. Mitch. Mitch with what? what? He had 12 uh, rebounds. Yeah. And, you know, I think nine points, I think. Yeah, 12 re- nine points, 12 rebounds, and a, and a block. I don't think he had a terrible game. To be honest with you, unless I, maybe y'all saw something I didn't, but I don't think Mitch had a real terrible game today. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think he had a terrible game either. It's just that he just disappeared at moments. But besides that, I didn't think he played bad. But if you read the comments, like people again at Mitch tonight, and I was like, damn, y'all acting like Mitch played some atrocious game. Yeah, I mean the thing with Mitch today too is like we were kind of they had the. They have they have the spot up shooting incentives um tonight so Mitch was kind of taking away the basket away from the basket a little bit more that's why his blocks weren't there but when he had the opportunity to, to kind of protect the paint like he does he's done that I feel like he's done a better job overall in covering the three point line so I'm not gonna get on Mitch per se do I believe having a stretch five here would help us tremendously absolutely I'm not absolutely I wouldn't deny that. Um, would yeah, I, would I trade Mitch right now? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the price is going to be for Miles Turner and how how expensive that that's going to be for us. So, but I do agree that having a stretch five will ultimately help the Knicks for sure. All right. Yeah, I think I think that's also why whenever you see Obi and Randall on the court together, I think that's why it kind of works because Randall can play that stretch, you know, that stretch four, stretch five that you need, and then that gives Obi more space to operate in the paint. So I can I can definitely see how that could work. Absolutely. All right, next caller up, JT. Let us know what you want to talk about, JT. Yeah, yeah. I need it. I needed the year today, man. I needed to cheer up. Shout out to my guy, JT. What's up, man? Hey, man. Salute. Happy New Year. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, and um, we're gonna start off on a positive. We entering the new year with everyone. You know, hopefully everyone's healthy and safe and. That's probably as positive I'm going to get during this rant. Okay. Um, <laughs> nah, but on, I, <laughs> nah, but honestly, it was just it was just we didn't hit our shots 
that was the biggest thing. Shots, free throws. I don't know what. I don't know if the monsters took away these guys' talent. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> it was a pretty bad. It was a pretty bad showcase. Um, the thing is, though, is what I can see why people um, are getting at Tibbs is because of the schemes. Like you got guys, you got five guys on the court playing at five different paces. Is like it doesn't work. This is why, like, we're forcing these threes. We should have been killing him with pick and rolls all night. Mitch should have been Ian quickly couldn't, couldn't shoot a three to save his life, but his his floaters was on point. Right, his floaters was on point, looking like looking like early quick from last season when his floaters was money and whatnot. And we didn't take advantage of that. That should have been easy double screens, quick drive to the basket. He floated, you know, throw up the floater, and then that way we always they always say when the when the ball players see the the ball go through the hoop a lot, they're like, all right, you know what? Then maybe this shot will start falling. And it's like these guys just. It just shows that they that they still have a lot to a lot to learn as playing playing with each other as a team because like they don't know how to how to um how to cat uh how to uh, capitalize off of each other's strengths. It's like they're so one dimensional with this three point game and then the ball and then sometimes they got to really work work on that seven second for less because you see guys like quick RJ hold on to the ball for like nine ten seconds and it's just, right. it's it just swallows up it swallows up the offense and then. Everyone's just off. Like sometimes somebody just throw a hail mary. Like I hope they pray that it goes in, and it happens too many times. This is why games like this we're always losing. So it's like the, it's like you can see it's like the game is too fast. It's like when you're watching any team. Like when you watch the other team got control of the pace versus the. Um, this is why Derrick Rose is important. Right. Derrick Rose can play fast and he can control the pace, even though they're playing fast while allowing Quick and Obi to run and gun. Gotcha. And none of our points, none of our point guards are ready for are, are ready for that. So it's just. This game is frustrating to watch because they really just got it. They got to buckle down and get because this is this is a very winnable game. This is a very winnable game. We didn't need Randall for this game, and it's not even a shot at Randall. It's just you know where we were a better team on paper, but they just they weren't playing. They weren't. Everyone wasn't on the same sheet of music. That's just you know that's that's pretty much my my thought process on that. And um, as far as what what was the other uh, topic as far as trading Mitch, it don't matter who you trade for. If the players cannot basically um, take advantage of their strength, right? That's what it comes down to. We could have we can have Miles Turner on on his team, but if the same thing keeps happening, where it's black hole offense, whenever Randall, R.J. Quick, who else got the ball, it don't matter. It's not gonna you know. There's not we're not gonna we're not gonna flow. So that's just what continuity. Watch that's important. So these guys can learn to figure it out and play with each other. And then that way we can start taking advantage of winning games that we're supposed to win. Right. So, I but I other got, than that, what's up? I'm sorry. Now, now what you say makes a lot of sense. Even like the shot, I'm looking at the shot distribution chart. Um, Okay, Ryan's came back in. Like, okay, RJ had 20 shots. I feel like the flow, the offense, the third quarter to me was the craziest quarter when it comes to the offense. I feel like even it was a part that was where when Grimes – um. He, I feel like he was forcing his shots. He he went from passing the ball well, and he only shot six times. But I feel like the the, the times he did shoot weren't the right shots. <laughs> no, no, not at all. It seemed everything, even though those guys had wide open shots, it, you could still see it was rushed. Their feet weren't planted. It weren't set. It was like they they were playing hot potato the whole time. And it's like, I don't know if it was the pressure. I don't know what it was. But those guys, like, like I said, the schemes, like it's like just slowed down and like, Give the guy the second to um, give the player the second to 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 collect themselves and shoot the ball, 
and they have a and I'm quite sure they have a better chance of making a shot for for it because even though RJ was even though RJ was um cooking, but mm-hmm. it wasn't really productive cooking because he was um he was holding the ball too long. Where it's like if he ever had to make a decision, it's like you don't know what's going on because you know like I remember um I think it was Wally who said it when he had the ball in the corner and he was going to shoot it for three, but he wasn't confident in it. So it's like he was still figuring out as he went. So it's just it's just a lot. It's just one of those things like they just got to keep on. They just got to keep running. That's just the best way. Like I said, it's like everybody wanted the kids to play. This is what's going to happen when the kids play. Dudes got to get better. Grimes got to get better. OJ, I mean, OJ. <laughs> OB. Right, OB. <laughs> OJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all those guys got to cook. But I had to call in last last game of the year. You know, like I said, we always hit all 82. All 82 Make sure man. y'all like, subscribe. Y'all have a happy new year. I'm out. I'll see y'all again on Sunday. Absolutely. One more time for the new year. Yeah. 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 Shout out to my guy. (laughs) Yo, I do believe we can have a chance to do some better things, but sometimes natural talent does take over. And as much as I despise Randall, I don't despise Randall. Let me take that back. As much as I despise Randall's play as of late, I do think there is a little bit of a correlation between him be him and Walker being out, and us having our lowest scoring uh, game of the season, just a little bit, like <laughs> even like even like the most unbiased. And and I'm saying I'm not saying Randall's an all star. I'm not saying you know he's been playing well for us because he hasn't, and he's been making all the wrong shots. But I do feel like missing your highest scorer and highest rebounder might have a little bit to do with why we only scored 80 points and had uh got out rebounded by a thunder who who's the tallest player today like he tallest player was like six eight and maybe a bukowski shoots threes like yeah it might be a, there might be a correlation there might be a correlation <laughs> maybe but you know Knicks fans ain't trying to hear that because you know to Knicks fans randall's been trashed this season so Therefore, whether Randall's in the lineup or not, Nick would have still lost. All <laughs> right, exactly. And that, and if we did hit our threes, that would have definitely made a big difference. But when you can't hit threes, you got to find scoring somewhere else. And we wasn't able to find scoring somewhere else. So like, so scoring would have to be at that point through what pick and roll. If you don't have a post player, our scoring would have to be through pick and roll, right? Like, who's your who's going to pick your role players? RJ and Mitch, uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, O being quick, uh, you know, so we can't score. And Obi's in that starter lineup. Maybe we go RJ, Mitch, OB quick. Maybe bring quick in there to do pick and roll. OB. I don't know. Like, maybe we have to figure something out for the next game. I don't know. We got we to we think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if Kemba re- remains to be out. Maybe Sib should go with quickly in the starter lineup with OB as opposed to having McBride come off the bench. That's if Kemba... Is not healthy because you know if Kemba's healthy to play next game, he's going to be starting. But just in case, like if he's still not healthy, maybe move quickly into the starting lineup and have McBride come off the bench to see how that works. Maybe, maybe because McBride did a good job on the defensive end today, for sure. But uh, you probably need a little bit more offense. Um, and you know what? When we saw McBride play, we we kind of even said you know we don't expect him to shoot the way he did <laughs> like that first game. <laughs> And the same thing for Grimes. We expect them to play defense, and they did. They played defense. Um, yeah. They definitely did play defense. But both of them, both of their shooting kind of left them, and hopefully that returns during this next Raptors game. Uh, 
Next caller up. I think we have Reaper up next. Shout out to my guy, Big Reaper. Let us know what you want to talk about, sir. Hey, what's up, fellas? Thanks for taking my call. Happy New Year to Ellis, Ryan G, the chat. Uh, so, yeah, 2021 overall, it was a good, uh, good year. You know, uh, not great for the Knicks, but, right. you know, it was a good <laughs> year overall. You know, so I'm Absolutely. happy. Um, but, yeah, as far as uh, the game today, you know, it was – I don't know. It was a, a little frustrating at times, but, um, you know, there are some things that, you know, I felt like we did lack a little creativity on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. You guys were pretty spot on. Like, you know, we kind of like, you know, not being able to take advantage of the size of, of Mitch and also the size and athleticism of, of OP. And I just, I felt like we, you know, we could have done better uh, doing that, whether it might be to pick a roles, at least try and add a little more or, um, you know, I'm not a coach, but it kind of felt like they just, you know, they didn't do enough of that. It starts with preparation. So some of that, you kind of put a little bit on tips, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing, too, is like, you know, some of it may be on Mitch. I don't know. Maybe they just don't trust him because I kind of felt like all they had to do was just lob the ball up to him, like, most of the time, just throw it towards the rim, like, only where he can get it, you know, because every time I kind of see, like, it seems like he's stealing off his main but then they'll just take the shot. And I'm like, and it seems like all they have to do is either throw up a little lob towards the rim and he'll catch it because he's he's got his man sealed off and then go up Yep. or find a good lane to pass the ball to him. So I I just, it was a head scratcher why they weren't doing that. Um, So that was a little confusing. And I'm wondering if that kind of discouragement still a little bit because Kitts pulled him out quite a few times because like, you know, honestly, uh, Mitch, he wasn't getting out to his man. It wasn't even like, you know, he was slow on rotations, on slow on rotations, but it was just like his man would kind of roll out to the three-point line. Like he wouldn't follow his man. He would just leave right. his man out there. And Tibbs got so frustrated and so pissed, he kept pulling him out of the game. Mm. And put, Tibbs, uh, put uh, Gibson in. But if you notice, Tibbs brought uh, Mitch back with like two minutes left. Uh, almost three minutes left. But that's because, like, Gibson is, like, 40 years old. The dude can do but so much, you know. He's yeah, 40 he got, years old. Yeah, he got tired at some point. he's like, 30 minutes a night. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so it was like, that's the one thing I noticed. Uh, the one thing that may not be very popular to say right now, but because everyone loves McBride, he's ready on the defensive end. But on offense, he honestly, it's, I know it's only a very small sample size, but from what, what I have seen, because he's not able to get to the basket, you know, just being able to get, you know, basically drive to the basket, take two steps, and try to go up, you know, just try to go up strong, one hand, two hand, whatever. I haven't seen him be able to do that. Like, I don't even know if he's done that once, if it's not a fast break. Uh, in a half court, I haven't seen it do it once this year. Yeah. And, you know, so it's – so he's honestly with McBride, he's really – honestly, right now – you know, the defense is, is starting level defense, but his offense is looking like backup at best, you know, honestly. And I know it's only one game. I'm not trying to act like I'm a prisoner of the moment uh, because it's one game, but I've been watching McBride the whole – he hasn't played a ton uh, a ton this year, but the times I've watched him play, he just doesn't drive to the basket. He's kind of like got this weird thing, like, you know, issue like uh, quickly does. It's almost like – if they have to take two steps to go to the basket, it's like, you know, they glitch out or something. It's like, it's a, it's a bad program. <laughs> it's almost like there's a glitch in their program. They want to get like, blocked. They're the under six. They're like six feet tall. It's like, I don't want to do it. 
Yeah, so it's, you know, so it's, it's something he needs to work on. Um, you know, I'm not saying he's, you know, he's, like I said, his, his defense is really getting – his defense actually got even better as the game went on, which is crazy. It's like uh, Shea Gillius, basically, he – by the fourth quarter, he was essentially locking Shea Gillius down at that point. Um, you know, he couldn't really do, do what he was doing the first quarter. So he's a very good defender, and hopefully, you know, he gets better. Right, but we just didn't have enough. The only people that uh, played today that looked like starters on our team, um, honestly, although Obi didn't have a great game, he looks like a starter to me because his aggressiveness, yeah. the way he, the way he plays, and also the talent, athletic talent, and uh, RJ. I'm giving RJ a hard time about him not making layups, but I kind of disagree with the other guy. Um, I. I think hopefully this is the start of like a good stretch for him that he continues this from here on out. I, like I feel like I'm actually at the point now where I'm not saying bench Randall, but they need to change the offense where then it, it has to be. I think they should yeah. just run it through hard. We may suck a little bit, but just have uh, Randall be a role player sort of, you know, where they can get him on, you know, get him shots on pick and rolls where he's like, you know, run the pick and roll, he rolls out to the sideline and just, you know, takes an open jump shot or rolls to the basket and gets an easy way up. He, need, he just needs to do – they need to make him do that and just have RJ run it. Honestly, that's better than what we're doing. I'd rather see RJ miss layups. At least we're making an attempt at the basket rather than have Randall just, you know, dribble the ball away, you know, four to, four to six times a game. So yeah. it's – um. So that's where I kind of disagree with the previous caller. Like, well, I've been really hard on RJ, too. He has played pretty trash because he had, like, a couple of good games early in the season. Then he had, like, a 14-game stretch where he was just horrendous. Right. You know? Then he scored. And um, Then he did the yeah. well-fellow stretch right before protocol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but if he can – and it's always – I mean, everyone has said it's always been the same thing. If he can make his layups, he's going to be fine. And so – uh, I'd rather just see him miss layups than, you know, give Art like, Randall the ball. Because right now, the way our team is built, like, you know, like I've always – I say all the time, because of the way, he, you know, the team is built around Randall, we depend on him too much, and it's a double-edged sword. And so if he's playing bad, we're going to suck. So right. you might as well just try to find a way to start diversifying away from Randall, just kind of diversify your offense a little bit, and so you're not so dependent on him. And honestly, if Randall would have played today, we're still lost. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) Reaper says, I don't think there's no correlation. We would have just sucked anyway. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we, we, you know, he sucked and, you know, we're struggling because we, we've been leaning on him, right? You know, Mm -hmm. we leaned on last year and he came through for a big time, but this year he just, he's been terrible and it's not even, it's not even just the, like we've all we've been saying. It's not even just the fact that efficiency is down. It's the effort. It's the IQ. Everything right. is just down. And so you can't. You know, I mean, like, what are you supposed to do? You know, you can't. You know. So I'm not saying bench him, but he needs to be more of a role player. Like, just get him his shots so he can take open shots, or where he doesn't have to dribble and make plays for others. That's really what you know what that needs to be. But that's pretty much what I got. Uh, thank you guys for taking my call and Happy New Year. Yeah. I'm happy New Year to you too, man. Yeah, man. Happy New Year to you too, Reaper. Thanks for calling, man. Shout out to my guy. Shout out to my guy, Reaper. I'm going to get to these. Yo, Tommy Beer, man. Tommy Beer is the stats stats dude on Twitter. Hit us with these stats the other day. 99.4 points per 100 possessions with Julius Randle on the court. 
124.4 per, per, per 100 point possessions with Julius Randle on the bench. So theoretically, we are tw- about 25 points better <laughs> <laughs> with Randle on the bench. Today we didn't prove it quite, but we got another, yeah. we got another day to prove it. <laughs> we got another day to prove if the theories are, you know, an actual is an actual fact because you know you, you kind of know what happens when you when you bringing up the bench these be- these these bench plus minus facts do look good and they and they deserve to look good but when you have the bench versus the starters when you have extended minutes when you have more sample size of what's happening on the court for longer stretches sometimes numbers can do, can look different and if they start to look the same with given more time then you really know the numbers are real statistics number statistics one oh one the the more the longer sample size you have, the more real true to life it is. So, like, some yes, someone can do it for five minutes, but can they do it for 25 minutes? Yeah, and I also want to point out something interesting that um, Big Reaper said um, about Randall being a role player. It's not, it's not necessarily Randall being a role player, but think about this, though. The times you see you and Randall on the court this year, how many times have other players set up easy shots for him? Right, which is why I was excited. Which is why I was excited when Kimball Walker started doing, started to you know do his thing. Because I feel like, all right, this might be his chance to actually be a, a role player ish second option. Yeah. Was second option. What 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 Reapers might be um, referring to is having him do maybe even a third option. That's how I feel like that's what he's trying to say right now. Which which I don't completely agree with because even the first year I saw RJ, I was pretty much thinking. That his passing chops and his feel for the game as far as a passer, to me, was already higher than Randall's. So Yeah. But um but I just thought it might take some time to develop that. Yeah, because I think right now, because Randall is struggling right now. Maybe for Randall, it would benefit him if we actually had other players trying to set up easy shots for him. Rather yeah. than Randall having weather, rather than giving Randall the ball in situations where you always got to take players on one on one and try to create off the dribble or whatever the case may be, like why not try to shift the offense to where you're getting easier shots for Randall? Maybe if you get easier shots for Randall and get him more into a rhythm, maybe he might turn be maybe he might turn back into old Randall from last year. Maybe I'm just, I'm just saying. I agree, man. Like I mean, that was the success of the Hawks game. The success of the Hawks game was we ran pick and roll through Kemba, and Randall Randall was a guy rolling or popping out, and he and but you know Randall has some one hit shots, and two actually know what to do when the defense is shifting. Like I, I feel like all year he's been passing when he's been shooting and shooting when he's supposed to be passing, even when it's set up for him. <laughs> it's like even <laughs> when it's set up for him, like don't have to do nothing, just eat. Just eat, and he won't eat sometimes. But you know, yeah. That's a, that's that's the number which is Randall. But I do kind of, I might be more comfortable with like Kemba A, Barrett B, Randall C. I might it might it might be worth trying to experiment with with those type of uh, type of uh, rotations and with regards to who's running the offense. You know what I mean? Exactly. Just make it more simple for him. You know, make it more simple to where he's not the first option where when he gets the ball, it's like a simple decision. It's either you're wide open and you shoot it. Right. Or you just make a quick move to the basket and just finish out the rim and just make the game simple for him. Exactly. 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 And if RJ can finish at the basket at the rate he was today, 
then uh we'll we'll be fine. You just need to keep that same energy up. All right. Um shout out to my guy JT. This is a 499 super chat. He says happy new year all 82. Year. Shout out to my guy. Hi. <laughs> Next caller up, we got Emil from Australia. Emil, let us know where you let us know what you want to talk about, Emil. Um happy new year, guys. Happy new year. Happy New Year. Um, so, I just want to say that I'm not too upset about the loss. Okay. Um, just because that when you have like your most high usage player out, which I must, uh, it's going to take a while to gel. Like uh, Randall is, has the ball in his hand the majority of the time. It's not going to be easy to just um, mess straight away. Like just put Obi in the same lineup and. Um, and our team couldn't make any any shots, like including the wide open threes. RJ Barrett played pretty good, but then um, and our defense was good enough to win the game. We just couldn't make shots, like ninety five points. I think we could win very easily um, with that type of defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wish that Tibbs staggered the um, minutes a bit more to get Obi and quickly together a bit more. Absolutely, uh, you read my mind. Yeah. I, I was about to say I, that next. <laughs> I didn't understand why they didn't play together because. <laughs> That's that's when Obi like shines the most when he has quickly. Um, I agree. But yeah, we're so close to uh, getting the lead, and then this like Mike Muscala threes or whatever it is. It, uh, I don't get why they're leaving him so open. Like the guys, I heard Breen say like he's uh, sixth in shooting percentage in right. the league like fifty times, and they're still leaving him open. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Mitch's problem because he's not the best three point um, perimeter defender. But. Uh, I think we need to break down the defense more, uh, more, but we don't have obviously we didn't have Kemba or Rose, which would have helped with that. Mm-hmm. But I think that that problem is going to last until we like sign a legitimate point guard. We're not going to be able to create easy shots for any players. Like today, it felt like every shot was difficult, other than RJ. Right. Like yeah, it didn't feel like we could break down the defense. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree, and RJ had definitely had success, and. I already know. I, I think I said this. Like our burst, our best ISO scorers have been. Uh, when I say ISO scores, I mean guards off the dribble. Have been Derrick Rose, IQ, and Kemba as, as well. Um, with 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 McBride, I've seen him have some success off the pick. I didn't really. See, I seen one pick today, and I think he actually scored off that one pick. I've seen him. Um, I think that was like like in the maybe the second or third quarter where he shot his little mid range shot that he likes to shoot. Um, so yeah. maybe we we mix like I said, maybe we mix it up, have RJ do some picks, have a pick and roll with McBride and sometimes get him going, and um, maybe we'll we'll have we'll have to diversify our offense a little bit more because the defense, you know, as bad as it was from three, we still had him to ninety five points, but um, you know, maybe we can get our offense started yeah. somehow. <laughs> yeah. And they looked lost today, to be honest. Like uh, I feel like they didn't know what to do without Randall, which is it's fine because you run the offense through Randall all the time. That's all they know at, at this point. Like right. Tibbs hasn't really sh- like um, given them any reason to think differently. <laughs> um, but yeah, one more thing: can you just imagine SGA in a Knicks uniform? Like that guy is not normal. Like he's so good. Who? Like, if uh, SGA uh, Shay. 
Oh, sh- oh man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Trust me, we we've been we've been thinking about that for a while now. <laughs> definitely been thinking about it, and the the way the way he's performing now, it seems less and less likely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because that like, uh, he's he's man. He's, yeah, he's a problem. I wanted uh, my my dream Nick Slayer was Donovan Mitchell, but sometimes I'd I'd rather like I think that I'd rather SGA over Donovan, but it's it's. It's hard to say. Like Donovan's carrying the Jazz, and they're like the top four in the West, right? And SGA, like, yeah, but SGA is a crazy player. Like he does not, um, he does not stop until he gets to the rim. Like I, I love a player like that, and Tibbs would love him. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? That's yeah. the, Utah's a better team. Like you know, like and it's yeah. nothing against Donovan, but you know, you should put SGA on the Utah's team. He look a whole lot better scoring thirty points in the last yeah. four games. So yeah, yeah sure. I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. SGA is a hell of a player, man. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Yo, shout out to you, Neil. Thanks, thanks a lot. Thank you for calling. No worries, man. All good. Have a good one. All right, have a good night. Right, you too, man. All right, man. Shout out to the chat, man. Shout out to Civil Analytics. Uh, Fritz Alessandor. Shout out to Eric Ward. He says, "Happy New Year." Jail's the truth. Gunshots for that. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Rapper Old School Picks for Timmy. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Um, yeah, I think I'm in the show right now. You got some? Ooh, do you have any ooh picks? Any bro picks you want to you want to talk about? Ooh picks and bro picks. Um, actually, there was a bro pick I had the other day, man. Like because your your guy Westbrook. Oh, this I think this dude's going shacked in the full MVP Bruh. this year. The way he's been. Cause I don't know what's up with my man lately. Like the other day, I forgot it. It was like, I forgot who it was, but they showed a play where, you know, you know how Westbrook loves that mid range, you know, like near the free throw line from yeah. the side. He likes to bank it off the glass. Mm-hmm. So my guy did his did his patented mid range shot off the glass. But instead of it going off the glass, it went off the top of the backboard. I was like, yo, ah, uh, uh, yeah, that's a bruh. Uh, <laughs> yo, they, I saw a missed. Yo, somebody missed the dunk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. for the Rockets. There you go, Kevin yeah, Porter open, Jr. Yeah, for the Rockets. Yeah, wide open two two handed dunk. Yo. Yeah. Yep. The bruh. Kevin Porter Jr. Miss Jam for the Rockets is definitely probably the top bro pick, competing with with Russell Russ book, uh, UFO. And yeah. Shout out! Shout out to the White House. The White House put out a press release out that said UFOs exist. They might have just saw what Russell Westbrook shoot a, a free throw. So, <laughs> and, and you know what's funny about it though? Yeah. That same game. No, I don't think it was a different game because Westbrook's been bricking lately. I forgot who it was on the wing on the Lakers, but this dude was being pressured on the wing, and Westbrook was wide open in the corner, and my man was not passing the ball. He just kept on trying to dribble through the pressure to try to get to the rim and would not pass Westbrook the ball because he's been bricking it lately. Yeah, man. I, I dudes, People were talking about trading for Westbrook like two weeks ago. Literally, I feel like two weeks ago. And, I, and I'm glad that we did not do that. And he's been one of our – you know, Scorpio gang, he's been one of, he's been one of our favorite players. Yeah. But uh, that, that, that ship has sailed. So. Yeah, not this season. Not, not this, this season. season. I'm, I'm good on that. I'm good on Westbrook, man. Next game up, Knicks versus Raptors on Sunday at 3.30. Be there. Be square. I'm pretty sure. RJ is always up for the Raptors game. Always up. I just don't want him to be over aggressive sometimes. I feel like he gets in his head when we play the Raptors a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, but um, we're gonna need RJ and we're gonna need to make shots. So uh, we'll definitely be here talking Knicks Raptors and hopefully we pull out that win. You know what I mean? Yes, as well. Need let's start the new year off right. Facts, man. Facts. On this road to 500 because we almost got here today. The Raptors are gonna be a tough team. Um, but hopefully we can figure some stuff out. Um, we have a a day between that. So Knicks offense, man. I think we need to try to diversify the offense. Hopefully Tibbs as well as kind of diversifying the offense and trying to put some little wrinkles in to survive. Try to survive without with with uh life without Randall. All right. <laughs> all right that is our show ryan let us know where they, we can find you sir you can find me on instagram at sir g is chilling sir g is chilling that's s-i-r-g is c-h-i-l-l-i-n you can also find me on twitter at ryan g k-o-t all right you can also find um you know follow us on on uh you can also follow follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. We're teetering, man. We're like around 30 followers away from 10K followers. I would love 10K followers before the season open, uh, ends. So definitely, if you want to follow us anywhere, follow us on YouTube, of course. Hit that like and subscribe button. But also, follow us on Instagram. All right? And I'm sure Fritz is probably putting that link in the chat. Also, you can get our, you know, the black and white and blue and, blue and orange. Hold on. K-O-T snapbacks at uh, the nickatimeshow.com slash catalog. Uh, you can see Ryan's rocking his right now as well. So definitely go there yes, and do sir. that. And then, uh, you know, check out the blog as well at the nickatimeshow.com. Latest piece written by Ken who gives like a nice little bit, a little outlook of the Nick schedule and what we have to do to get things done. All right. Happy New Year, guys. See you next year. That is yes, our sir. show. We are out of here, and as always, shut out the world wide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, all right? That is our show. We out of here. Happy New Year. New York, New York, big city of dreams. <laughs>